before, I think I was allowing all of this like noise I was consuming to determine what success should be for me mm-hmm. when at the court and, and I, and I chased it for a long time and I achieved some of it. And I always wondered why do I not feel like I'd hit this goal and I wouldn't feel fulfilled. Hello and welcome to the chaos to clarity podcast. My name is Maggie, AKA your business bestie. I teach female coaches, speakers, and course creators to release procrastination and perfection so that they can get more done, book more clients, and have the time freedom that all entrepreneurs crave. This is not your typical business coaching podcast. We're talking about business, life, probably some wooey magic, and probably some singing or referencing song lyrics along the way. So if you're into business building, making more money, and getting a little bit of a mindset shift along with having a good laugh, you're definitely in the right place. I've grown three businesses from $0 to consistent four and five figure months over the last 15 plus years. And now I'm helping you do the same thing. It didn't happen overnight and it certainly didn't happen without the help of others. They say it takes a village to raise children and I believe it takes a village to grow a business as well. So in this podcast, you'll find people who help you grow your village, cheer you on as well as holding you accountable. I'm so excited you're here and I can't wait for you to listen to each episode. Let's dive in. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Chaos to Clarity podcast. Today, I have Nikki Schneider on with me. I'm so excited to have her on here and just excited to reconnect with her and hear all about her new adventures. So, Nikki, I would love for you to give us an introduction, who you are, who you serve, what you've been up to, and all that good stuff. Awesome. That's like very general. So if you need to stop me because you're... The other question is coming that I'll cover it. I can just go on and on. Um, but yeah, I, I really appreciate you having me on, Maggie. This is going to be super fun just reconnecting and um, giving me the opportunity to share kind of what I've been up to because it's completely different um, from maybe what I had been doing. So I'll try to summarize in the fact that um, I live in Wisconsin, very, very, very small town, um, technically Plymouth, but it's actually Mitchell. Uh, we live in the middle of the woods kind of like Snow White, but no dwarfs. Um, (laughs) uh, We have two alpacas, uh, a dog, a bunny. We used to have a bearded dragon, but that recently passed. And we just think that we are amateur alpaca ranchers. It's kind of fun. Um, Love it. (laughs) We have no idea what we're doing and it's fun. Um, I've been married to my husband, Adam, for almost 16 years, right? Yep. Almost 16 years. Uh, We have a freshly 15-year-old son named Isaac, 12-year-old daughter named Isla, and we homeschool. So that is family life. I'm originally from Michigan. My background is in interior design and architecture, and now I'm a writer because those two things, you know, go together and lead to one another. (laughs) And that's kind of what we're here to talk about. Just, you know, the journey from um, what does that look like as a 
a girl with big dreams of living in a big city and being an architect to um, living quite literally in the middle of nowhere, um, writing and prefer to not live in a city. And and what all, what is all that chunk of time that happened in between there that I think that's what we're here to talk about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's so I, I love that so much. I definitely have aspirations for us to be homesteaders. So um, I know that is coming. Um, and like, <laughs> We're, we live in the middle of nowhere as well. So like we're, we're, it's the stepping stone to the next thing. So I can yeah. totally, totally relate to that. I think that's so awesome, but also, you know, just the journey from where you were to where you are now, and then just kind of looking back at some of that to say, wow, that turned out different, right. In the best of ways, you know, yeah. I know yeah. there are times where I think like, man, I did not necessarily see my life this way um, in a good way, right? Like, it's always amazing to me, like, how how life actually works out once you're, like, to, to a point and you're like, oh, wow, this is different, but it's yeah. like, really good. Yeah, yeah. I had that moment this morning, like, shoveling alpaca manure. I was like, this is not what I expected, but... <laughs> But I don't mind it at the same time. So um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where like whenever, you know, I I will admit that the alpacas were not my idea. Um, We make our our own maple syrup. That was not my idea. We heat our home with wood. Not my idea. Like all (laughs) these things are like dreams of my husband and the kids. But um, it's fun to just when you kind of let go and say like, okay, like this isn't about me. This is like their passions, kind of like what, what you learn and how it changes you and you become so much more happy when you let other people kind of in, you know, and, and saying yes to what they want too. So right. that's all, that's all part of the journey as well. Yeah. Well, and your personal growth, right? Like knowing yes. that like, Oh, I can start my own fire or like, <laughs> I know how to make maple syrup. Like those are not things that most people know how to do. Right. Like yeah. I know how to start a fire, but I've, I also grew up on a farm. So like there are things that that I know how to do that other people look at me and they're like, what? Like I know how to drive a tractor. Right. And I've had people (laughs) who I know in the coaching area in the coaching industry say, you know how to drive a tractor. And I was like, yeah, like the big ones that are out in the field that like they, they like cut the things down. (laughs) They're like, you know, people will look at me like, oh, <laughs> I think it's cool. Wow. <laughs> Add it to the resume. <laughs> right. I know. Add it to the list of things that like, yeah, I can totally do that. Why can't you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Real life experience. Um, yeah. So tell me what is something challenging that you have overcome in your business, which I know is a super vague question, um, but just what is something that you just navigated again, like went through the chaos to, to find the clarity. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very clear to me, like what I I should be talking about today. Um, so I, I'm going to rewind, um, about nine years ago, I became a, a health and fitness coach and that was, um, my, my realm and my bread and butter. And I, and I do still coach, I do still coach the women, um, that not only, uh, said yes to me to get healthier, but also I, I mentor um, the women on my team as well. But that was um, my my sole purpose. And what's interesting is 
I shouldn't say sole purpose. Obviously, wife and mother always takes precedent, right? That's that's always number one. Um, but it's interesting because I I said yes to coaching because I had found a way to eat healthier and I had found a way to get my family at the table almost every night. And I wanted to share that with more people. That's actually why I said yes to coaching because like the nutrition part is is such a big piece of just being healthy. Um, but along that journey, I totally got lost in the sauce of coaching and I forgot like the passionate piece of it that led me to coach in the first place. So, um, I had this dream of, you know, like, that's why I said yes to coaching. Like I just really wanted to get people back to the, to the dinner table. Like that's, there's so much going on in our world. And I feel like, you know, I'm not naive enough to think that a family meal will solve all the world's problems, but I do think that a strong family unit is a really good start. You know, I had this reason of of why I wanted to help people live healthier. But then as the years went on, I, I had this dream to write a cookbook. And as I'm kind of getting lost in the coaching world, and, and not in a bad way whatsoever. I mean, it changed my life, but um I kind of forgot like why I said yes in the first place. I think that you, sometimes you enter something, you have like this fire and this passion behind it. And then all of a sudden you just, you take a, maybe like a, I don't want to say a wrong turn, but just a turn that maybe wasn't meant for you. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of forget about what was meant for you. <laughs> so that's where I was for a really long time. And then um, fast forward a lot of years, um, a lot of success as well to 2021. Um and I was hosting an event at a farm nearby. Um, we have like a, a yearly summit for health and f- fitness coaches. And I was hosting it that year, just here close to my hometown. Um, so I was hosting this event and we had a jump rope class, which was super fun. Um, but fluke accident happened. I went to jump in on a double Dutch jump rope because I'm a child and I landed wrong and everything changed. I landed wrong and I tore my ACL meniscus. Um, didn't think that's what I did, but I did. Um, and it was just, it was almost like that two by four to the back of the knees, quite literally that Mm -hmm. God was like, you are on a different path Mm -hmm. than what was meant for you. Um, not saying that coaching wouldn't be a part of my life, but like, Hey, you forgot about this dream. You had this passion only just, you know, allow this to happen to sit you down. And that's quite literally what it did. And, um, I'm going to fast forward quite, quite a bit or summarize, I should say, but that injury happened, um, for, you know, reasons unknown. I I really got put off in in the healthcare system and that I just couldn't get an appointment. I couldn't get in to get seen, Mm -hmm. didn't know it was ACL tear. Um, I was on crutches for six weeks, still not knowing what was going on. Oh my gosh. Um, My upper body was really strong (laughs) by that time, (laughs) but, um, that was a really long time to not know what was going on. Mm -hmm. And thankfully my friend Beth, um, I shouldn't say thankfully, but her husband had had the same exact injury. And the thankfully piece is that she had said, Hey, if you have calf pain that feels like a Charlie horse, that doesn't go away. You should call your, like, that could be a blood clot. Cause that happened to her husband. And I was like, well, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so turns out I, I did have a blood clot in my leg and that blood clot broke apart and went into my lungs and oh my all of a sudden became life-threatening. Right. So that was terrifying. And I think that when something life-threatening happens to you, that clarity piece that you, that you always talk about, that is like, what have I been doing 
right? I have this, this dream that's been put on my heart and I'm just ignoring it. I'm not mm-hmm. doing anything with it. Um, so, you know, in, in the midst of this, like injury turned life-threatening turned an insane thing that I never wanted to happen, but it brought so much good. So I have to be grateful for it. But in the midst of that, um, my mom was diagnosed with Parkinson's. Um, my brother was battling addiction. Um, he's clean now, thankfully. Um, my husband's brother's cancer came back. It was just like all of this stuff, right. just like everything felt chaotic. Um, we were homeschooling. That was our, our first, was that our first full year homeschooling? I believe it was. So it just, there was just like a lot. There was just yeah. a lot to navigate. Um, a lot of heaviness, a lot of like, what is the point of all of this, you know? Um, but it really became clear to me that all of that was being allowed in my life to remind me to slow down and remember who I was. Yeah. So that's kind of what brought about like, okay, like I'm not going to stop coaching necessarily because I love the women that I work with so much, but but my priority had to shift and make this dream happen. Otherwise I would always regret it. Like what would the 85 year old Nikki say? She'd probably be like, let me get another two by four and slap your other knee around because you (laughs) never followed that dream, you know? Right. Yeah. Wow. What a way to really kind of test your, your core values, right? Those passions and core values, those like deep seated needs of like, okay, why am I doing this? Right? Like, I, that's a lot to be right. To be handed on a silver platter to be like, here you go here. How, how will you, right. What are you going to do about it? And I think that, you know, just knowing that bringing things back to home, right. Like back to you, back to your family to really kind of pause and take a breath to be like, okay, how can we be as strong as possible? Like our home unit yourself, right. To then, be able to allow that space for the rest of all the things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, it was very chaotic to say the least, but um, it also ended up being a really like good growth time for me. Like it mm-hmm. tested um, not only like, where am I spending my time? Um, what have I been saying no to? Because I've been saying yes to something different. Um, you know, how, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about this later, like the social media piece, like that was a big like question mark, how I've been spending my time. Like, man, like time is not, it's, it's finite and Mm -hmm. how we spend, like, we don't like, if you think about it, you know, we don't even get the last, like the last hour back. Like we don't get to redo whatever we did in the hour past, you know? So when you really start to think about it that way, and you really look at the gifts that God has given you and you're like, man, I'm wasting these. And that's right. really what drove me. So, um, you know, I had all these things, um, a lot of prayer, a lot of reading, um, between the the Bible and a lot of story, uh, Bible studies. And then the book, the obstacle is the way like those things, like, as I'm dealing with like this blood clot in my lungs, like what's going to, is going to go away? Like what is going to happen? So like not sleeping really. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was like a big growth period for me. And then, um, when I did finally have my ACL reconstruction and meniscus repair in, um, it was February 11th of 2022. When I did finally have that done, I wrote most of my book 
while I was recovering. I waited until like, I didn't have to have any like crazy meds anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that was, that was like a legit surgery. I did not expect it. I handle pain very well. And, and that was pretty bad, but, um, which was unexpected, but <laughs> Once, once I was off of those medications, I wrote, like I had some recipes written, like I had been kind of dabbling with it. Like, what do I want this to look like? What do I want this to be? But then I really wrote a big chunk of it in like those couple months that I was on the couch recovering. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And you know, when you think about time and how you spend your time, right? Time is our most valuable asset, especially as an entrepreneur, right? Because when you're when you're first starting out, all all you have is your time, right? You might not have the financial resources, but you've got your time. And how you spend that time and where you spend it, right? If you're spending it on your phone scrolling, seeing what the neighbors are doing or the people that you admire are doing, you're wasting valuable time you could be using to further grow yourself, right? Like not that learning isn't important because it very much is, but like how can you like essentially spread your time out in a way where you're not constantly having a device in your face, right? How, mm-hmm. how can you really manage your time? Well, yeah. Yeah. My friend, um, my friends, Kim and Jason Kateki, he is an artist and a professional speaker who's living in our area. He's amazing. You could, you could um, Google or go on YouTube and search his Ted talk, but He's really great. And he just put out this really beautiful calendar um, full of his own um, art. And it's just, it's amazing. But I'm going to paraphrase what he says, but there's one quote in there that talks about how like video games. So like video games, uh, I'm a child of the 80s. I played a lot of Mario Brothers, Atari, the whole thing. Um, (laughs) You know, you always get like more lives, right? Yeah. But that's not like reality. So like, do you want to spend your life watching someone else's life? Mm-hmm. Like we don't get a redo. So I really felt like, man, I'm spending so much time watching other people live their lives and I could be living mine mm-hmm. and living out this dream that, that I I feel like I've been created for. And, and also like being, you know, more present with my kids. And, and I know everybody feels that way. Right. And it, you don't need like a life threatening thing. Like I apparently did <laughs> to put me back, like <laughs> on the right track, you know, like just like really evaluating, like, I keep saying like, sorry, um, really evaluating where have I been investing my time and is this where I want my life to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a powerful question, right? I've asked some of my coaching clients, right? My business coaching clients, when they come to me and they say, I have no time for anything. It's all, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Nothing is converting. I'm not making money, you know? And one of the first questions I ask them is, okay, tell me about your day. Tell me about your day, your week. What do you do? What do you do with your time? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, where are you spending all of your time? What, what are you doing? Do you do you spend an hour every night scrolling Instagram when maybe that hour could be used to create content instead? Yeah. Um, or, you know, are you just angry at the world for not serving you whatever success looks like to you. Um, you know, those are some things that, and I think as, as women, it, we're really hard on ourselves, right? Because the thing's not working instantly and it should be working and this and that instead of 
like stopping to take a breath and just allowing the growth to happen without worrying about all the noise coming at you of like, well, why isn't it working? You've been doing this for this long. So-and-so is blah, blah, blah. And really just like coming back to like what it is in your core that is like leading you to do that, that thing that you're passionate about. Yeah. And, and also not letting other people define your success. And I think that's where social media comes into like my, my definition of success from maybe two, three years ago is completely different from my definition of success. Now, like my, my definition of success is having a connected family where we have more time together and my kids want to stay in the faith as they get older. Like that is my definition of success where before I think I was allowing all of this like noise I was consuming to determine what success should be for me mm-hmm. when at the court and, and I, and I chased it for a long time and I achieved some of it. And I always wondered why do I not feel like I'd hit this goal and I wouldn't feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I'd ask myself, why do I not feel fulfilled? I hit this goal like that I've been working towards and everybody's so excited and, and I'm excited, but I'm like, okay, what's next? So to me, that was a a very, not only just my personality type, like I really need to work on slowing down and and enjoying the moment, but, but also probably because I was working for the wrong type of success for me Mm -hmm. because I was letting other people determine. So I think a really great question to ask yourself would be, you know, for all the listeners, what is your definition of success? And it doesn't have to be what you see on social media. It doesn't have to be, you know, if you're in coaching, it doesn't have to be what Maggie's doing. If you're in health and fitness, it doesn't have to be what maybe I once did. What, what, what is your definition? And that's the biggest thing that I think women, especially and men too, man, like, I think that, you know, everybody thinks that it's easier for men, but it's really not. They have, they have just as many emotional questions as we do. Right. They're perceived differently, but asking yourself those questions without letting someone else determine that for you is going to be really a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Late, late, mid last year, I um, connected with, you know, someone on Facebook and we did like a a coaching exchange. And (laughs) that conversation was so powerful because he asked me, he said, well, what are your core values? And I rattled off some like, oh, you know, like my kids and like nothing about me. Right. And he was like, yeah, but what does that give you? Right. Like what, what do you feel when you accomplish this stuff? Right. What is success for you? Um, And after a very humbling conversation for me, I was (laughs) like, oh, I am, you know, similar to you, like was in business for the right reasons, but I definitely took a moment to realign, right? Like I wasn't feeling joy. I wasn't feeling creative. And when I took the time to really understand like, okay, what brings me joy in doing this? What makes me feel creative? What helps me feel like I am contributing? Like I'm contributing to our sustainability as a family. Um, You know, that really helped me shift what I was doing in business to be more aligned. And I guess, come from a place of coaching from a, a better, more aligned space, right. To Mm -hmm. lead with a more aligned thought process rather than just like, oh, I'm doing this because I need three clients this month or because I want two clients or I need to make this much money. It, it was no longer about that. And that shifted so much in, in my business. Yeah. And that's so beautiful. I think when we can find 
what our definition of success is and and what brings us joy and you know infusing that with with your core values like the the success is going to come when you're living who you're truly meant to be like right. that's just gonna come as a as a natural byproduct it, it's you know and that sounds so easy for me to say but it's like all the hard work behind the scenes they have to do to get to that point that's the hard stuff mm-hmm. messy stuff and it it can't be something that happens overnight and i hope that it doesn't have to be something like like what happened to me where you're you know bedridden Right. Terrified if I can add that as well, but, um, it doesn't have to be that way, but really just asking yourself those tough questions is going to help you find that clarity that you're seeking. Yeah. Well, and I think once you understand what success means to you, what it feels like, what your core values are, it makes saying yes and saying no a -hmm. lot easier, right? Because then you, you basically ask yourself, okay, is this going to bring me joy and creativeness and whatever else that list is? If that's a yes, okay, then I know I, then I know I need to lean into that. If it's kind of like mm-hmm. a eh, maybe, at least for me, if things are a maybe, they're a no, right? If I'm kind yeah. of like, oh, I got to think about it, it's a no. And yeah. And I've started adopting that and I am more and more surprised at like how much more fulfilled I feel when I, Mm -hmm. you know, like just, is this, is this what I need today? Right. And it's just amazing how, how it feels so much different and how I feel so much more in control of my life, right. Of my business, of like my home, right. My relationships. Um, it's just really amazing. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, okay, that all sounds good. I don't know how to do that. Right. My my best suggestion for you would be to unplug from all social media for at least two weeks. Mm-hmm. Because what that at least, I mean, that is like probably the minimum. And but what that does and, and what that did for me, and you don't have to go as crazy. I shouldn't say crazy. I feel very joyful without social media, but you don't have to go the opposite, the complete other end of the spectrum and just be done with it completely. And we'll maybe get into that. I'm kind of jumping the horse here, but um, jumping the horse. That's not a thing, but you know what I mean? Um, it is now it's a thing, but <laughs> giving yourself that break of like not consuming is kind of like, it's like a detox. Like you get to detox your brain from all the things you've been consuming, all the things you've been told, all the things you've been watching, all the success stories that aren't happening, happening for you. Like it just detoxes all of that. And then you're kind of at that ground zero. And again, two weeks just sounds like not enough time, but like at least, you know, give yourself that minimum depending on how you use it for business or whatever it is. But um, what that ground zero is going to do is, okay, how can I build myself back up from here? What are, what is my true North? What is my one true North? Mm-hmm. What is that? And and that's going to be maybe different for everybody. <clears throat> and then, you know, what are your, like, maybe your, your top five values, maybe your top three as an individual. And what are your top 10 as a family? Like mm-hmm. those should be your guiding line, your guiding lights for everything you're saying yes to and everything that drives your business. That would be my best suggestion. I always like when I listen to a podcast, I want like a tangible, okay, what do I do? Give yourself a social media detox Mm -hmm. if you need to find that clarity. Right. Yeah. And if you need some accountability, like don't be afraid to reach out to somebody, right? Like a social, to me, two weeks off of social media has me feeling a little like, 
like, oh, I had a little too much coffee today. But I also know, like, you know, even as you're talking, thinking about, okay, yeah, how do how do I use social media? How can mm-hmm. I scroll less? Um, and I know that the less I scroll, the more creative I am and the more like things I want to, you know, like yeah. infuse into either the podcast or emails or, you know, current clients or even social media posts, because I think you can still create um, and not consume as yeah. much, right? I follow a number of people who on their social media, you know, like they create, but they follow very few people so that when they go on to social media, the like the scroll, it is just, it's like not there, right? Because there's only like a handful of people that they're following and they just don't want to scroll anymore. So yeah. You know, I think that is also important as you as you're navigating through that like okay, how how much time am I spending on social media? Um a couple years ago I so I have an iPhone and a couple years ago one of the features that came with the new iPhone was like a how it's a it like tracks your time, like where yeah. you're spending your time on your phone. Um mm-hmm. and when that first popped up, I was like, "Oh, wow yeah oh yes that's a lot of time right and it and it was one of those things where it was like oh I've got five minutes I'm just gonna you know scroll on social media whatever but those five minutes add up so they do yeah they do add up I had a moment and I'll embarrass myself by telling you this but I think it's I think it's worth it and important but um I have an android because I'm 90 but like I'm a child when I'm jumping in on a jump rope and I'm 90 when it comes to my phone but um I have an Android and it tells you like at the end of the week, um, how much more time or less time you spent on your phone. Mm-hmm. And so when I cut out social media, it kind of started in December, I think, um, initially to just kind of prepare my heart for Christmas and all that. Um, there was one, like the, for after the first week, it was like, you spent three hours and 45 minutes less on your phone. And I was like, it's <laughs> almost four hours. Like it was such a wake up call. And like, as a parent too, man, like I, I don't want my children, um, they have gab phones. So if you're a parent searching for a phone for your child that you don't want them to have access to internet gab G A B B, um, not affiliated with them at all, but that's just what we use. But anyway, eventually they will have, you know, a tiny computer in their pockets and I, they're learning their habits for me. So that was like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I spent less time on my phone because I gave up social media. So, um, kind of since we're on that track and you're probably wondering like, so you're not on social, um, I, I built a pretty, a, a successful business using social me- media as a pillar, but what I came to realize in this whole journey of just finding clarity and like, what is the point of all of this stuff being thrown at me, starting with the ACL injury? Um, it was really just trying to figure out is social media something that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that I would compare myself and that's work that I obviously need to do on my own because no one's putting something out there to usually to look better right. than others. Yeah. Know, right. I know a lot of, I want to put this out there. I know a lot of people are doing a lot of good work and putting a lot of good into the world using their social media. want right. to put that out. There. This is not like a, a cut on anyone who's using it, but for me, 
it was stealing my joy. It was stealing my time. I would compare myself. Um, I felt like I should use it, which I, you know, I don't like. <laughs> um, but the other piece too, that I realized, like, I don't own anything mm-hmm. that I'm putting out here. So if I want to build something with a solid foundation, but if something were to happen where all of a sudden my accounts were gone, what would I do? Mm-hmm. And that was a question that I just couldn't reconcile. So, you know, after this break of social media to just kind of find my own creativity again, that's definitely another thing that it stole for me. And again, at no one's fault, it's because of my own habits, but um I realized like I'm creative again. I'm joyful. I feel clear. I'm sleeping better. I'm mm-hmm. setting a better example for my kids. We're far more connected. I have more conversations with my husband. Like there nothing bad came from it. Right. Was I losing clients? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but at the expense at the expense of what? Would right. I rather have more clients or would I rather have a family life that feels stable and good and connected? Mm-hmm. And that felt more important to me. So I kind of took this big leap of faith, especially with this cookbook that I wrote um, and, you know, whatever else it might lead to, there's some things in the works, but I took a big leap of faith and I'm like, you know what? I'm not using so- social media anymore. Um I didn't complete like the apps are off my phone. I didn't completely get rid of it. It's one of those things where I've told myself, like, I don't have to use it as a pillar anymore. Right. If I want to put something up, I can, mm-hmm. but I don't have to. And, and I think that there's more women and men too, that I've, man, I've had this conversation, like, it feels like hundreds of times. I don't know an exact number, obviously, but um, more people are looking for this. Mm-hmm. How can I build something successful without using social media? Mm-hmm. E- email and a Google search are not dead. Right. Oh, absolutely. If, absolutely. Yeah. If, yeah. If you can grow your email list and if you can grow yourself, like case in point, maybe this is a poor example, maybe not, but we just had our dog who used to be insane. We had him at a three-week board and train <laughs> and I, I didn't find our trainer on social media. I went to Google. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I didn't even know she had so- social media until a weekend. She's like, hey, you can check out my highlight on Walter. Walter's our dog. And I was like, oh, I, I didn't even think about that. And maybe it's because I've been so out of that realm, but people are still using those types of tools. Mm-hmm. So where there's a will, there's a way. And I'm willing to fail and fumble as much as possible if it means that I can build something that is strong without using social media as a pillar. But also if other people want to do the same, I'm willing to be the one that figures out the stuff through the messy if they want that too. And I know other entrepreneurs who are doing it. Um, there's one that I just listened to a podcast and of course I'm I'm on here and I'm forgetting her name, but she's been off the social media for like four years and she has a very, very successful business actually. So I know it can be done. Mm-hmm. Oh Yeah. Yeah. And it's not for everybody and that's okay, but I right. know that there is want. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think I, it's, it's funny because not long ago, like a couple weeks ago, um, one of the guys that I used to work with when I worked in corporate sent me a message and he said, um, you know, is, is blogging dead was what he <laughs> said to me. And I was like, nope, nope, not no. at all. Blogging is very much alive. 
Um, SEO is very much a thing. Um, in fact, right, like Instagram is starting to adopt that, right? Like, and and I only know that because I hate using hashtags, right? So when I found that yeah. out, I was like, thank goodness, because I'm sick of driving myself nuts, right? And and you know, I'm it was like perfect hashtag. Yeah, it's exhausting. Right? Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I just want to write what I want to write. And um, you know, and I was like, he's like, oh, so I could build a business on a blog. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. There are tons yeah. of people. There's tons of ways because that blog can then be turned into newsletters. It could be turned into a podcast, right? If yep. you wanted to, you could turn it into social media posts. It, it there's so many opportunities there. And he was like, oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's funny that you mentioned a blog because that is like one of the pieces that were kind of behind the scenes because, you know, as I've made this decision, um, my assistant and I are, are building, rebuilding out my website to include a blog and to include, you know, workshops that are only available to my email list. So there's so many different things you can do that align with your passions, align with your values, align with your true north, align with your God-given talents. And then find your definition of success through those things. Like even though blogs are like cool in like 1999, like they still are cool. Like I just read a blog for a recipe last night, you know, like, mm-hmm. so um, they're, they're still accessible. So again, there's, there's so many different reasons why I'm, you know, here as I am right now without social media, with, you know, writing cookbooks and and doing these things, but it's all because I decided to put the time in and figure out like the, what is the point Mm -hmm. of all of this chaos and how can I use it and really pray on how it's been given to me to remind myself who I am. Right. Yeah. I mean, essentially you've created a very sustainable business plan for yourself. Right. Like a plan of attack of like, I want this. I'm here. And how do I how do I bridge that gap to get to where I want to go without X, Y and Z? Right. And, I think you know, that's a very it's a very important thing. And I think you're really kind of paving the way for others to see that. Oh, wow. I really don't need this because it really doesn't like an engaged email list is so much more valuable than an engaged Instagram or Facebook, right? It doesn't really it take that many engaged email Mm-mm. followers to like create a sustainable income for you or to yeah. even create a change in your business. It's true. Yeah. And I, I kind of worked on growing my email list, like before my book was launched, um, it launched in October of 2022. And by the time it launched, I had a few hundred pre-orders just because I, I worked and I, I nurtured that email list. So I know like to a seasoned author, they're like 200, like that's none. <laughs> right. That's a lot. <laughs> but, for, but for a self-published, semi-self-published, I did have help. Um, First time author like that, that's huge. So it all goes back to like how engages your email list. So, you know, as I've been kind of navigating this, um, it's been a little clunky maybe the last couple of months. Like, what do I want to put out there? What do I want to share? Um, I doesn't, I don't want it to always be like, buy my book, buy my, cause that's annoying. Um, so now like I, we've got some really good, like value driven emails coming out the next couple of months, but that's really like, where's the fun in it for you? And can you turn it into something valuable for other people? Yeah. 
You know, yeah. because if you can align those two things, like what's valuable for, for others and what's fun for me, that's where your sweet spot's going to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what is one piece of information or one piece of information, one piece of advice? Um, what is one piece of advice that you would tell your younger self? Oh, um, <laughs> I have like 20 pieces of advice, but let me think of like the, the most important thing. I think it really would go back to like, don't, <laughs> it's hard to put into words. Don't be afraid of who God made you to be. Mm-hmm. Because I think that if I look back like really digging in the files here. If I look back to like my teens and twenties and college and, and, and especially as a new mom, when that insecurity is like just levels deep, I was very insecure in who I was. And I let other people determine what I should and shouldn't do. And I was really worried about appearances and all that, but like none of that matters. If you're grounded in who you are, it's so much easier to live out what you're meant to live out. So that would probably be my my best piece of advice for myself. And then also like, I should probably tell my kids that <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> I think I do in, you know, many different ways, but like those words, like, you know, who are you? Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of who God made you, made you to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So my last question, it's so perfect for you. Um, if you were a kitchen utensil or gadget, what would you be and why? Ooh, Let's see. What do I use the most? Huh. I would say like a stand mixer. <laughs> so boring. But when I think about it, though, stand mixer has a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. So all the work is kind of done for you. Like mm-hmm. you just have these little attachments. It's kind of like a very well-oiled machine. So that solid foundation. Yeah. Stand mixer. I use it probably every day. <laughs> It kind of mixes up, keeps things spicy, makes it interesting. And I feel like that's kind of what I'm doing right now, keeping things interesting. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that so much. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for being here on the podcast, for just joining me. me. It's been such a great conversation. So good to catch up with you. Um, So I'll drop all your information below in the show notes. Um, But go ahead and tell people um, how they can connect with you where you're, where you're hanging out, right? What you're doing and all that, all yeah. that fun stuff. Yeah. So, uh, my main place that I'm hanging out now would be my website. So it's Nikki Lee Schneider.com and, and Maggie will link that. So you don't have to like spell it out, but right now that is just a website that houses my first cookbook called sacred table food worth, worth gathering for volume one. So the volume one says something there's more coming. Um, <laughs> but that is going to be the main place I hang out. Like I said, eventually there's going to be, and pretty soon, um, like next month, there'll be a blog, there'll be workshops. So if you want to sign up for my email list, that my email list always gets the best of me. Um, so there'll be, like I said, workshops that only those people will get. And then you can also email me at hello at NikkiLeeSchneider.com. I do have social media sites, but like I said, I, I don't. They're up. There's nothing there. They all drive back to the, to the website. So that's where you can come hang out with me. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on today. It was so thank great you. to talk to you. Thank you so much, Maggie. I appreciate you. Wow. What a great interview. Thank you so much for showing up here on the Chaos Clarity Podcast. 
Again, my name is Maggie. I'm so excited to connect with you. You can find all of the information, all of the links below in the show notes for today's interview. And I hope you have the best day ever.